Hey everybody, and welcome to this, the first episode of the Ascat Spirit Cast. Uh, I'm here with my son Caleb, where he set out to explore all the odd, the eccentric, the um, stinky, the strange. And today we figured what better place to start. It's election day after all. We figured what better place to start than at the end. So today we're going to talk... Talk about preppers. Preppers. Uh, we're going to talk about people predicting the apocalypse. Predictors. Um, as you can kind of tell, how they did it poorly and were wrong. Poor, <laughs> poors. Poor. And uh, our opinion on the apocalypse. Absolutely, yeah. So if you're interested in that or we look handsome enough to stick around, please do. be remiss if in talking about the end we didn't talk about the beginning of the end so Caleb when did the end start uh, the end started with Abrahamic religion spoiler alert most things start <laughs> um, There's no history of it before that not really okay. uh, the apocalypse kind of seemed like it was a great way to do a multitude of things when it came to religion and stuff like that. Like that book you got there? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How to kill people. Um, no, but it popped up in the book of Revelation. Okay. Um, and apocalypses have kind of popped up all over the world. So when you say apocalypse, when I think apocalypse, I know that all of my more informed friends would tell me that an apocalypse is a, a grand awakening. It's a, it's a change of mind, maybe a paradigm shift. Uh... Is it always the end of the world? It's not always the end of the world. Okay. Um, a lot of times it's more the end of people. Oh. But we're we're real entitled to ourselves, so the end of people <laughs> means the world doesn't keep existing. <laughs> Turns out the world means, uh, well, the world to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but in the beginning, the apocalypse was a great way to, like, distract people. Okay. Of current yeah. events. I mean, this is like, well, you can't shout fire in a... Well, anywhere, but ethically, yeah. I believe in like a crowded theater. You can't just start shouting it. People will panic. But it was a great way um, for specifically the church. Uh, people are like, hey, we're all like starving and there's war. And they're like, yeah, but be nice while you do that. Because otherwise, <laughs> world's so, going to end. Yeah, so I mean, what is the benefit of telling somebody? I guess it's to keep people in line. It was, yeah, to keep people in line and also um, also to kind of shoehorn people into being mean to each other, which is really <laughs> funny to be like, everyone should be nice because of the rapture, but also everyone should hate those people over there. Because of the rapture. <laughs> because well, I mean, of the rapture. This is the curse of humanity is like knowing our sentience, right? Like the fact yeah. that you, no matter what, no matter how you're raised, no matter what, you're going to know you will die at some point so you're gonna want to ascribe value to your life yeah um and so that's it's just gonna it's gonna scare the crap out of you with the idea of the end of the world you know? it is um and i mean it popped up in the book of revelation revelation kind of a synonym for apocalypse when we yeah. talk about yeah. uh this great awakening the great awakening that's uh, how you have to say it <laughs> the great awakening <laughs> you can't say that in a normal tone of voice uh, but it was also like this idea of, uh, in the Bible specifically, apocalypse happened at the end, like at the fall of a patriarch. Okay, uh, weird. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> no, guys, you don't understand. That's very much like the the psycho ex boyfriend being like, "You'll never find somebody as good as me." <laughs> the world, the world will literally end if you break up with me, babe. Uh, <laughs> babe, babe. But I like, will shout it from the mountaintops, babe. <laughs> Like, uh, the idea that, um, when Adam fell, that was considered, like, when he was cast out okay. uh, from the Garden of Eden, that was considered an apocalypse, because sure. the world, his world as he knew it ended. Sure. That kind yeah. of personal apocalypse. Yeah. Um, but also there's, like, it's shifted throughout time as more places adopted religions or lost religions or... Or people, probably had, because uh, you said that it's Abrahamic, right? Like, yeah. It's not really... It's, it's typically Abrahamic. There's not a lot of cultures other than Abrahamic religion-based cultures that had an apocalypse. So I'm going to say what everybody's thinking. What about the Mayans? Um, 
So Why are you laughing? That's not fair. They disappeared. So the the whole thing with the Mayans, um, they made a circular calendar, and circles, as we typically know, don't have a beginning and end, and either did their calendar. Okay. Uh, but historians who uh, think they know more about the people than the people that made the things that they find <laughs> were like, no, this is what they actually meant. Yeah, the the 10,000 hours of research on the internet types. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you looked a little more into the whole Mayan thing, right? Yeah, well, so the Mayans, yeah, you're got, you're definitely on the right track there. So Mayans had, like, a, they had a radio calendar, and when it was, when they needed to make a long-form calendar to be able to sort of see days the way that we see them, um, it, the length of it, they set that date at BC 3100 or what have you, and based on the smaller systems like people <clears throat> like to ascribe a lot of value to the mayan calendar and be like well no it was specifically this long no it was arbitrarily that long um it's it's sort of like saying that your hair has the same intention to be that no it's just that's what it's made out of and that's how long it is because that's how long it is yeah if one only needs to look at the difference between the metric system and the american system um to see the difference in measuring things, yeah, you know, in like a really decent way, in a really arbitrary, is it, uh, is a, th are there a thousand meters in this kilometer, or are there, I don't know, like, fifty five hundred, fifty two hundred feet? How long's a foot? Oh, well, that's a whole different thing. A foot's a like, uh, yeah. like there's no well rounded system. One is like base ten, so there's ten of these and one of these, and then ten of those and one of these, and we're like, well, there's. 12 inches in one foot <laughs> and three feet in a yard. And exactly, that's... And, and that's, 100 yards in a football field, which if you've watched any documentary, is apparently how we measure things. Touchdown! <laughs> is how many football fields long is it? How many pickup trucks does it weigh? How fast can you run the length of that football field? It's, yeah. Um, yeah, no, so it, it's a... There's a... I, oh, shit, we gotta go. Um... Yeah, there's like a, there's like a, I think there's a misunderstanding there to get back on subject there. I think that there's a, it's easy to say that the Mayans intended to make this calendar this certain length with these certain days to indicate certain things. I don't think it's as sophisticated as that. I think that the length of their days was X amount. And when you stack all those days and on end, instead of in a circle, you get about 5,000 years, which is how long that calendar was. And, you know, the the god of creation, um, who's also a god of war, is seen on the, the first one of those calendars that was, like, widely, or discovered and then widely distributed. There's yeah. th That god uh, <laughs> exists at the... Uh, on the same wall. Well, since then, they've found more calendars that have other uh, gods. So it's not, it's not exclusively directed towards their god of creation, nor was it intended to be uh, a measuring device. Instead, it was... I mean, it is one, but it's a calendar, right? It's, it's just, yeah. these are the days here so you know which day was Tuesday so you can remember when to pay your bills or whatever. It's not really like this profound notion. They weren't soothsayers looking to the stars and seeing that the end was coming or that there was some grand it's i think it's that same idea that at the end of 2020 everything's going to be fine yeah like that it's this year that's the problem yeah um <laughs> also like expecting more than a little over 5000 years on a calendar yeah they're like well they should have done more they did 5000 years yeah, worth how many i don't know anybody who has the money to pay bills in 2 weeks let alone anybody who planned 5000 years in the future like you're right <laughs> at the end of that that is a really funny point get the end of this um excuse me there must be an enlightenment here why well cuz this is far too long to have just been arbitrarily made and not <laughs> apparently made significantly longer I'd like to think historians will find my, like, phone in the future and be like, man, this dude thought the world was going to end, like, two weeks. Because he only has, like, three dates down in this thing, so. He's also only got, like, six friends. <laughs> man, the world must have been really small. He knows, like, 20 people. <laughs> he must have been the mayor of his community. But, yeah, no, so there's, yeah, there's that historic notion. So any primitive cultures that I know of that, when you think of the end of the world, you know, that's what you think of. You know, there's Stitchin in the 13th planet and how that coincides with the Great Flood. Mm -hmm. 
Um, but that's not, uh, that's not, that's ancient aliens bullshit, you know? Like, it's not, it's not, it's not fact. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know that there's, I don't know any other religions uh, pre-Jesus that really talked about the end of the world. Now, bear in mind, when we're talking about this, we're not, because of what's on our minds lately, we're not just talking about, uh, you know, a revelation. We're well, not... A rapture, if you yeah, will. Yeah, yeah. Like, I... I want to know if the world is going to end. Is it going to end? Is it going to be done? Is the planet going to freeze? Is it going to cook? Is it going to explode? Are humans just going to die? Because we've had five major extinction events yeah. on this planet. So to say that this is the end is either extremely arrogant, I feel like, because it's <laughs> just about humans. But, like, what about us? <laughs> yeah. Like, we, we can make animals go extinct left and right, but, guys... But us. We have opposable thumbs. It's different. Well, and weren't you just telling me the other day that uh, chimps are now entering into the Stone Age? Yeah. Uh, and talk about the end of the world. <laughs> talk about Planet of the Fucking Apes. Scientists are like, uh, that keep track of um, chimps and apes and stuff like that. Uh, of course, there's like forced kind of tool use where they like leave a weed whacker out and an yeah. orangutan will pick it up and learn how to use it. But there are. Um, couple of videos that have surfaced of chimps in captivity that have lived their whole lives in captivity that are forming stone weapons. Yeah. I don't know that our end of the world is anything other than the beginning of theirs. Yeah. yeah. Uh, hopefully they don't make as much as dumb decisions as we do if they do take over. <laughs> well, who knows? You know, like, it's, uh, it's pretty easy to... The ideas of Atlantis or El Dorado or these cities that once existed that no longer do, or significantly more modern, realistic versions of that. Like that, this sounds naive. We're doing a podcast, and I'm like, well, what was that thing? But that city, the, what was the city that thawed out that was at the bottom of that lake? Oh, yeah. Um, I don't Europe? remember the name, yeah. Yeah. But it was like a whole yeah. city that was just under a lake that rose and then froze. That's rose so and froze is my new. So they rise and shine when it's winter month. Rose and froze. Get ready to rose and froze. Um, <laughs> My feet are cold. But, but yeah, so yeah. It's, it's definitely, we're not trying to throw too many stones at Abrahamic religions here, but it do, they do appear to be the ones attached to the idea that there is an end time coming, mm -hmm. at least for humans. Yeah, um, and it's just kind of a thing that people believe uh and a bunch of people believe it for different ways too like like i said now it's not strictly religion it's sure. it's branched out um some people still believe the rapture will happen some people think that artificial intelligence will take over or aliens or zombies yeah well yeah we'll get into some of the more modern ideas uh towards the end of the end uh but it's really changed a lot. You're right. It's like, I liken it to Christmas. Yeah. You know, Christmas has gone through a lot of different uh, holidays, uh, celebrations. Mm -hmm. It's an amalgamation of a lot of different holidays, you know. Uh, Most definitely. You get the, that sweet pickle barrel story with the... how. If anybody wants to know how creepy the history of St. Nick is, look up why he's a saint. It has to do with a pickle barrel and pieces of children that he put back together. Um, but yeah, I, Christmas is kind of the same idea. It's like this, you take what is generally part of the colonizer way. And because it's been around the world, now it kind of exists for everybody. So yeah. while maybe we didn't, different cultures didn't necessarily believe that there would be an end times coming, it's now interesting to see people... It's almost like it went from being a civil to a court case. Like, it went from being a personal belief to being a practical belief. Like, yeah. it, it went from, like, you should behave because there's an afterlife, and one day we're all going to end up in it, whether you think so or not, to I need to stockpile AR-15s so that my neighbors don't steal my toilet paper and corn. <laughs> You know, like, yeah. it's very odd that that's what it's turned into because it revolves around the afterlife. So it's it an does, odd idea yeah. to prepare for something that effectively signals the afterlife. Like, to me, the idea of a doomsday prepper or, like, a, a modern-day uh, apocalypto, like, aren't you just 
bragging about trying to cheat death. Yeah. Because like, it's like something's <laughs> gonna kill us all, and it's like not me. Yeah. I got six guns. <laughs> it's such it's an like, American idea to be like, I will build a fort. That's what I'll do. I'll build a fort. I'll build a fort on somebody else's land, and I'm going to fill it with guns. I'm going to fill it with guns, and I'm going to fill it with food, and I'll never have to leave, and it'll have walls, and I can hide there until I die. Just go outside and die like a normal. <laughs> it's like, hey, um, the Earth's temperature is rising really fast, and we think the sun might scorch the entire surface of the world. And there's one dude out there that was like, well, I buried a school bus in my backyard. And I filled it with a handgun and some instant mashed potato flakes. So, you guys are out of luck. <laughs> and he was added that. And no, ma'am, I will not be wearing a mask because I'm not sheeple. And then I have a bus. <laughs> they're like, anyways, dude. Uh, these croissants are three eighty-five. Um, <laughs> this is a Wendy's drive <laughs> Cash or credit today, sir? <laughs> well, it does feel that way. It definitely feels like. Uh, you know, the, well, because, like, the... And the Doom Seekers, the ones, you know, like, what's the character of the Doom Seeker? The, like, guy standing on the sidewalk with the sandwich board that's yeah. like, Listen to me! The world is... And it's, it's funny, because, you know, I think there's, like... I think there's an element of kindness. Yeah. I think maybe it's heavily muddied by arrogance or some other thing. I don't know what you would call it when you think that you're... Uh, a god. <laughs> I guess that's just profound arrogance. Yeah. Amongst a few other things. But that idea that you're standing out there and warning everybody is inherently kind of a kind gesture. Yeah, it's like, hey guys, um, I think this is going to happen, and I want you to be prepared for it, because I'm prepared for well, it's it. it's a little bit more like, hey guys! <laughs> hey, 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 hey. <laughs> well, it's more like, hey guys, what's up? Um, so let's get into the apocalypse. But, like, I also love this, like... Kind of like the the Instagram or Twitter fuckboy mentality of it. That's like, hey, the world's gonna end. It's like ah, that sucks, but I'm different. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that's like I got. I don't know if you saw that sticker on my truck, but it's a Punisher skull. So I'm gonna be just fine during the apocalypse. It's uh on my Jeep Wrangler, right under the Salt Life sticker. I know I live in landlocked Indiana, but Salt Life. Salt Life. Uh, but yeah, a Salt Life. <laughs> Salt life. Uh, but it's, um, yeah, there's a lot of different camps of thought when it comes to it. Um, I do love, like, the Doomseeker character in every Apocalypse movie, where usually brushed off by the main character in the beginning of the movie, and then when shit starts to go down, he's like, Everyone told you! And then gets crushed by a building or something. <laughs> well, um, yeah, it's the wild-eyed... Well, it's an interesting idea, too, because there definitely seems to... I have... I'm from, obviously, a very rural area, but I've lived in some really dense cities, and I know more preppers, for sure, that live in rural areas. And I guess yeah. maybe that is, like, part of the vibe. Like, you probably want to. It's like that bug-out mentality. Yeah. Like, when, when stuff starts to happen, I'll disappear into the middle of nowhere. Well, that's because, like, yeah, it, the modern apocalypse in... I think contrast the old apocalypse. You just had to worry about Jesus showing up, yeah, and, and like judging you for being a shithead. Aliens sucked into the sky. Yeah, and now you have to worry about getting aliens sucked into the sky. <laughs> yeah. But no, like without it's, Jesus, it's a but it's a weird machination of society that it's something. Granted, it's driven by fear, so I'm not all that surprised. But it's odd that it's something that went from, <sighs> like the person who's in charge of judging you, judging you. You actually being accountable for your actions yeah. to uh, the moment there are no laws, my neighbor is legit going to kill me. He's going <laughs> to grab a gun and he's going to come over and he's going to steal my corn. It's, he's going to steal my corn and toilet paper and I'm going to be fucked. It's like this idea that the only thing By the way, driving... I say this, if the apocalypse does happen, if we see a, <laughs> a rapture... Week. Or some bullshit happens, and you show up, and you steal. I'm taking me. your corn and toilet paper because apparently that's what you've been stockpiling, and you've been keeping it a secret from me. I'm, an, I'm a smart American, but I love this concept love. Uh, where the only thing standing between me and common decency is like electricity and the American dollar. <laughs> yeah, for sure, and a, and a, like a deadbolt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, oh man, once the economy tanks and the light goes out. I guess I'm a terrible human being now. Yeah, I'm just, I'm, I steal. I'm going to get a gun, <laughs> and I'm going to rob, and I'm going to steal, and I'm going to have a raider camp, 
and we're gonna wear tires as armor. And, <laughs> you know, like, it's like, just like the, how the fuck did you get there? That's it's, from a movie! It's also... <laughs> people have existed before those things, and they were perfectly fine. <laughs> well, and that's that, like, that's that misconception of, you know, like, the Middle Ages and stuff. Like, everybody walked around like a knight. Well, it's a misconception of the West that every... There's a John Wayne character. <laughs> Maybe 20% of the cow working boys available at that time in the West were white. The rest of them were free men and mm -hmm. Mexicans, because that's where cowboys come from. Yeah. Yeah. It's a... I think there's just a... There's an idea that you can make the apocalypse very much about yourself because that's how it is conversationally. That's how we yeah. talk about it. What's your bug out bag? <laughs> Who's on your zombie team? Who's, you know, we socialize and we do it. We watch The Walking Dead. We watch these things. How would you handle it? How would you do it? We've got Doomsday Preppers where they get actually graded at the end of the show, <laughs> which is hilarious and probably really degrading. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, we, we look at it very much like it's a game. And I think that's an interesting to see something that started as a judgment about not being selfish, about not being prideful, about, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm not a Christian, but we could get into the Ten Commandments. Real turncoat <laughs> of like, hey, we should be nice to each other and like help each other out through things. And now it's like, how would you do when the world is against you and no one's nice? <laughs> yeah, and like the entire story, the only people who believe this would happen are, you know, Abrahamic religions, so mm -hmm. Christianity, Judaism, things that fall into that. Yeah. So you have, like, you have people, but we're really, especially in America, we're talking about Christians. That's, our doomsdayers, for whatever reason, are Christians, 100%. Mm. So this idea that when doomsday comes, I'm going to be the most pious person by the barrel of a gun. What? What? When did Jesus pick up a gun? Oh, you haven't seen that movie? Yeah, we picked up a sword. <laughs> Is that when he hunts vampires? Yeah, uh, well, that's Abraham Lincoln, <laughs> Vampire Slayer, um... I'm thinking of uh, Jesus Christ Zombie Hunter, which I don't know if it's a movie, but it probably is. Yeah, that sounds like a movie. All right, well, shall we get into this? We should. Uh, talking predictions and preppers? Yeah. Awesome. See you there. There goes that. End of the world. Lots of predictions. Obviously, Lots of people, predictions. Yeah, people prepare for it. We, talk, we touched on that, but what about the people who, I mean, Nostradamus, you know, that's obviously the first one I think of when I think of the end of the world. Uh, we talked about the Mayans, but that obviously wasn't the case. Nostradamus, obviously, you know, you can make it that what you will. Who yeah. else has predicted the end of the world? Because I know you know some... This is up your alley. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I love uh, when people just create careers about essentially being wrong. Um, you which mean is... like hosting a podcast about <laughs> the end of the world? Hey, we'll get to our opinion here in a bit. That's fair. We can't be wrong. We haven't said anything yet. Um... But notorious guy who's bad at stuff he does, Christopher Columbus. <laughs> Good old Cristo Colombo. <laughs> um, he predicted the apocalypse. Uh, Why? Was he? Like, shut up, dude. <laughs> uh, he wrote a book. Um, he must have been so annoying at parties. Yeah. He wrote a book in, like, 1501 um, called, like, My Predictions or something like that. Where it's like a little heart locket on it. <laughs> he predicted the end of the world in like 1568, I believe it was. Nailed it. And then I remember when that happened. When 1568 <laughs> came and went, he was like, um, well, like I did the math wrong, and uh, I definitely like there's no year zero. I didn't take that into consideration. So next year, next year is definitely going to be the end of the world. That's how you know Columbus wasn't a millennial. Because he didn't just <laughs> immediately round it up to 69. Yeah. He wasn't just like, uh, 69. Uh, and so he kind of did that two or three more times, and then people quit listening to him. He's like, come on, guys, but I, I found India. But turmeric like, <laughs> and pineapples. He's like, come on, guys, you can trust me. I found India. And they're like, shut up, dude, stop. No, you didn't. <laughs> I helped start the slave trade in India. No, you started it in the Caribbean. You were lost and a bastard. Yeah. Um, but he wasn't the only person to predict the end of the world. No, my mom used to do it every time I screwed up. <laughs> this is the end of the world? No, it was more like, this is the end of your world. <laughs> I brought you into it. I can take you out. Oh, I heard that threat a lot. Um logistically contemplated how that would work a number of times. <laughs> I'm honestly surprised that's not in our constitution. <laughs> that mothers are allowed to bring you into this world and yep. take you out? Yep. Um, another uh, predictor 
Okay. Uh, and we gotta, gotta come up with a better dumbass. Yeah, another person who was wrong. <laughs> um, yeah, dumbass is unfair. Jean Dixon. Uh, she is a self-proclaimed psychic. Can you? Um, does anybody? I wonder if anybody's ever been. Can you go to psychic school? Uh, yeah, it's right next to bartending school. Is it Hogwarts? <laughs> what kind of psychic are you? They put a hat on you? You're a medium! Hogwarts I'm a school large. for witchcraft and apocalypse predictors. <laughs> um, but no, so she started a career as a psychic. Um, she wrote a couple of books. Okay. Uh, she wrote an autobiography. Because um, if you're any kind of famous, I guess you do. I'll be looking forward to that, is writing my autobiography. Uh, I'm she wrote write mine. a horoscope book for dogs. Um, <laughs> See, so we're laughing about that, but, but there's hurt feelings about us laughing about that in 2020. Cause oh, I guarantee if we walk down to Urban Outfitters or Anthropology, <laughs> there's a horoscope book for dogs sitting there. Series. There's a horoscope <laughs> for dogs series. I wonder why my pug isn't feeling well. Mercury must be in retrograde. No, it's because he's why he keeps peeing on genetically fucked up. That's why your pug isn't yeah, feeling well. Yeah, all my well. pugs keep dying of pulmonary disease and breathing problems at four years old. Is that because uh, of their crystals? It's their crown chakras. Um, you have to be prepared to take in information. <laughs> uh, she also wrote an astrological cookbook. <laughs> um, That's a good one, man. Don't confuse that with the first book, though. Yeah. <laughs> um, a really funny thing that should have taken all credibility away from her. Um, in 1969, uh, she was asked to find Dennis Lloyd Martin. Oh, was... yeah, good old DLM. <laughs> it's where you get those shoes. <laughs> um, he was a six-year-old boy who went missing in the oh, Great Smoky Mountains. Why you make me laugh about that? <laughs> I got you. Uh, he went missing in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park in Tennessee. They better have found him. Um, well, she didn't. <laughs> They're like, you're a psychic. You can figure this out. You wrote a cookbook for dogs or whatever. Um, <laughs> could you? This is terrible. But could you imagine if your kid went missing and you're like, get me the dog cookbook psychic lady. Um, She'll well, find. If you think it's crazy to call on her for predictions, um, you're not President Richard Nixon, who would regularly meet with her for predictions. You can't call it a magic Leo. Who would meet with her in the Oval Office multiple times and would be like, uh, this thing happened and it's close to a thing that you said. Uh, we should probably, you know, create the Committee for Anti-Terrorism. Because without this lady, we wouldn't have that. <laughs> because of this lady uh, and the Munich Massacre, Nixon created the Committee on Counterterrorism. So, yeah, so after Munich, this is who was consulted? Yes. Sick. That's cool. That's um, cool. But, but she didn't find that little boy. She did not. Weird. Um, but the one thing that... <laughs> uh, she wrote a book in 1971 uh, called The Call to Glory... That and sounds like a racist dog whistle if I've ever heard does. of it. does. Well, it talks about an apocalyptic war of Armageddon that would occur anywhere from 2020 to 2037. Oh, dope. So that's coming. That's um, coming. And if you think that's bad, it's between China and Russia. Oh, cool. They, China they would initiate it, and they would win, but well, it would kill yeah. everyone in the process. That's cool. Um. So, that's, so when's that start? Is that what December is? I guess. Is December the That's beginning? January 2021 is when the first, the, the shot heard around the world. Seriously, well, yeah, so part of the reason that we wanted to do this today is like, yeah, there's a lot of people joking about the apocalypse with election season and everything that's going on, but also like, let's all be honest, this has just been a hell of a year for yeah. everybody. Um, and uh, I don't think it's going to get better in two months. Uh, I don't see that happening either. I think um, it's going to get a lot colder. Should we make a prediction? No, we'll wait. We'll, we'll, we'll wait. wait to make a prediction. We'll get there. The, we'll, yeah. we'll end on a middle note and so make a Dixon, prediction. She, uh, anti-terrorist guru. Oh, that's <laughs> actually a pretty appropriate... No, it's still an appropriate term. Don't say guru. <laughs> anyway, she predicts the end of the world. This It's this war that's going to start between China and Russia. Mm -hmm. China's going to win. What year does China win it? Uh... So, she said this war would take place between 2020 and 2037. 
Okay. So from the sounds of it, we got a good 17 years left. Sick. Which, that's... maybe if she is right, that's a good thing. That gives us, like, what, 10 more years than the thought of the world scorching to death is right now? Isn't oh, that yeah! Like, seven years? That's right, yeah. The, the like, heat death of the, of the planet is probably <laughs> before the China War. Um, but speaking of influential people that believed the world was going to end. Uh, is this about, if this is about Logan Paul's Flat Earth movie, I told you, you'll watch it on Patreon only. Um, no, Edgar C. Wisenat, yeah, um, who also predicted the world would end. Good old shitty um, Eddie. And it was great because he was a NASA engineer. <laughs> uh, and he wrote a book called 88 Reasons Why the Rapture Would Be in 1988. 88 reasons why it would happen in 1988. Um, why is there so there's so much white supremacist shit all over all of this? I, it's weird. And then, Come to glory in 1988. And then after, you know, the world didn't end in 1988. I don't know if you were caught up on that. It didn't. Yeah, I was, um, I was a wee boy. He but. wrote a follow-up book called On Borrowed Time because he was, was like... Was it about his career? Yeah. No, it was about, like, guys, I don't know. It was supposed to happen last year. Um, yeah, that's embarrassing, right? Like, imagine being in that position. Like, putting all of your... We're sitting here making a podcast in an attic that a couple people will see. Yeah. Imagine being a dude who wrote a book with the intention of telling the whole world that it's gonna end, and then that shit doesn't happen. Oh, it kind of sounds like the same guy that would make the statements, only if the Bible is in error am I wrong. <laughs> and to say that... He put that shit on God. He was like, listen, if you think... He said, the world's bullshit. gonna end in 88 on God, dude. No cap. <laughs> no cap. No cap. Um, he also said, which this is a real weird statement, if there was a king in this country and I were a gambling man, I'd put my life... On the world ending in 1988. Oh man, there's an epitaph for you. Huh? It's like, why do you need the first part? Just say, if I was a gambling man. You got a shitty metaphor if you need two qualifiers. <laughs> if there was a king in this country. Also, if I was a betting man. If I was a betting man in a country that had a king as a leader and it was this one. And also, I like to bet on things. I bet the world would end. I would bet the world would end. You know, if I like to fish. So is he saying that because. We don't have a king? The world didn't end? No, uh, he just wasn't betting his life on it, because we don't have a king. <laughs> um, I don't know. And, and Larry really could have stood up there and been like, Excuse me! Uh, My suspenders have something to say. So, of course, it didn't happen in 1988. In 1989, he made another prediction that the world was going to end. Then in 93, and then 94... All the way till 97, and people just quit listening to him until he died in, like, 2001. Do you um, think that's, it's like those now that's what I call music? Now that's what I call bullshit theories. 22. Uh, well, you say that, but his book... <laughs> it's called Now That's What I Call Bullshit. No, uh, his book, 88 Reasons the Rapture is Gonna Happen in 1988, or whatever. Shorten your title, Yeah, dude. did it become 80, 89 Reasons the Rapture is Gonna Happen in... It's a listicle. This guy just... This guy <laughs> works at the Huffington You're Post. You're not gonna believe number seven. <laughs> number uh, five is gonna blow your mind. But he mailed out 300,000 copies for free to random, like, just creatures and stuff all around the world. That's so many books. Uh, not as many mail. as that got sold in bookstores, which was 4.5 million books. <laughs> I'm so glad that pursed mouth wasn't a B. Yeah. That's I, so many books, though. It's too many books. It's roughly too many books for what the book is about. I think that's why it's good that we don't read as many books anymore. Like, I hear a lot of people complain. They're like, oh, nobody reads anymore. I assure you, if you take a look at most people's fucking aunt's Facebook page, <laughs> plenty of people not only read, but read far too much. That being said, yeah, there's some books that we could skip. I don't know. This is basically, this book is like a forward email before forward it emails. Is. It was like your aunt gave it to him. He was like, you have to read this or you're going to die. It's Next before year. the Facebook algorithm turned her into a white supremacist. Yeah. Um, Q said that there are 88 reasons the world's going to end in 1988. You should definitely repost this. You're not going to believe 13. Um, <laughs> and then we run into preppers, which is a funny thing this year. Uh, well, prepping's gotten weird. Because 
it's shifted from religion. Now it's uh, the apocalypse is more of a pulp culture icon. We talked about yeah, Walking zombies. Dead with zombies, alien invasions. Um, just, I don't know. Well, it's a really great outlet for your toxic masculinity. It is. You know? Zombies and, is a great thing. And it's the way that, like, the marginalized nerd male can be like, I was picked on, I'm totally a nerd, I like The Walking Dead. No, yeah. bro, you have a fetish for guns and fucking violence. That's when the zombies the same come, thing. When the zombies come, I'm going to grab the leather jacket I have set aside in my closet. I'm going to put on my pit viper sunglasses. Like, look at how many people dress as Negan. You know yeah. what I mean? That should tell you all you really need to know. Like, when we look to that stuff, it's always in a light of cruelty. It is. It's, it's, we touched on a little bit earlier that idea that, like, when the apocalypse comes, it won't be the kindest entity in the world passing judgment, but instead the cruelty of your neighbors and the pettiness yeah. of humanity. You know? And it's... So to me, it's like this nowadays preppers. I don't, I, I'm from Montana. Like I'm just old enough to have grown up around Ruby Ridge and Waco. And I am all too familiar with the militia man. And I don't, this is definitely not meant to slight anybody. I think if you want to prepare for an event like that, that's up to you. But now it seems significantly more <clears throat> likely because it seems like we're, uh, not to be too dumb crystally about it, but it feels like we're manifesting it. It yeah. feels like, you talk about the end of the world enough that you're going to fixate on it, and then it's just going to happen. Like, zombies but, are impossible. You know? And that's another one of those things. Zombies were invented as George Romero wanted zombies. I mean, obviously he didn't invent them, but in popular culture as we know them, you know, he wanted it to be this metaphor about how the misinformation is this slow but prevailing yeah. threat. And now zombies are make them go boom and do it to dubstep. Which is so funny to me. It's like, because now it's just a game type in Call of Duty. There's this mentality, especially this year, where it's like, well, this pandemic isn't real. Anyways, I'm going to go finish putting my freeze-dried green beans in my car because <laughs> the zombies are going to come. That's true. Like, people who will stockpile ammunition but not wear a mask. Yeah. It's like, you know, there's a... You could... If you... You don't just wear a condom, dude. Just wear a condom. Like, but it's it's like this thing. It's like a, a disease that's killing a ton of people. That can't be real. When they start coming back to life, let me know though, because that's definitely a thing. Because then I'm going shooting. Yeah, it's like it's this weird disconnect of misinformation mixed with fantasy. Yeah, and it's like. Well, it's not really playing into the role that I want it to play into, so I'm just going to ignore it. Yeah. Well, it's like, look at the, not to rag on The Walking Dead too much, but fuck them. Uh, <laughs> look at the drama on that show. The majority of the drama on that show is about how, it's not about surviving with the zombies. They very rarely touch on that. It doesn't come up yeah, very much. And in the source, the people. Yeah, in the source material and in the show, it's all about the people. And it's this fiction that worships the cruelty of one another. Yeah. You know, and what's wild is we watch TV for catharsis, especially horror, comedy, things like that, things that give us those immediate impulses. Mm -hmm. I love horror movies. I love being scared. I like scaring people. I I understand that, like, kind of silly way to behave. That being said, it just sort of feels cruel. It yeah. Feel the same. Um, also, Aliens is a great, like, yeah, world-ending <laughs> idea. Because yeah. I... I love alien movies, and I love the concept of aliens, and I'm sure down the road we're going to have a whole episode on aliens. Oh, man, when I was a kid, so uh, I'm lucky enough that my uncle's an actor, mm -hmm. uh, and not a big-time actor, but an actor, and a friend of his, uh, who was a friend in college, is Bill Pullman. Bill Pullman is the president in Independence Day. Yeah. When I was a kid, I had a signed poster from Bill Pullman. Oh, nice. Uh-huh, of Independence Day. And, you know... I think I worshipped it more than any other thing <laughs> in my life. But yeah, aliens. And, but, and that's the fun... So here's the interesting thing about zombies versus aliens, right? Zombies, we hide from one another, we hoard resources, we... With aliens, we put all our guns down, at least facing each other, and we point them to the sky. Yeah. Like, the interesting thing about the alien narrative as the end of the world is that typically it's the thing that unites all of us. It's yes. the thing... We all stop fighting each other when we have something bigger to fight. Like, and that's what Independence Day is all about, which exactly. I think is interesting. Yeah, you know, welcome to Earth. Um, I also love like signs and War of yeah. the Worlds, where it's like these giant world devouring creatures come to Earth to kill us all, and we're like, oh no, what do we do? 
Uh, give them water. <laughs> or the flu. Well, see, but I like that. I like, because that, you know, conditionally, it's really difficult without spending far too much time talking about it. You know, getting into, like, world building for yeah. alien species and whatnot and how humanoid they would be, whatever. I like the idea that something that would be so plentiful to us would be poisonous to them because if, you know, you go to Venus... Somewhere like that. Well, that atmosphere is absolutely toxic to us, but plenty of things can thrive there. Yeah. I mean, look at what we're finding now on the moon. And water. we have water on Mars. We have water on the moon. So we're learning that these things that sort of signify life might actually exist elsewhere. So it's There's interesting. There's Tesla flying in space. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks Naturally. For Elon Musk. Um, but yeah, no, so I, the alien thing, is an, it's an interesting idea that, like, they would not have thought about that but yeah, yeah i like i like the alien you know war of the worlds i love war of the worlds you know this idea that it brought us all together which is funny because while the the prank broadcast that orson wells did is widely blown blown out of proportion in terms of how impactful it was and how much it scared people it still scared some people and yeah what's interesting about that is uh those people were scared away from each other mm-hmm. you know so if aliens came would we really be hand in hand or would be like you know I, run and hide I don't know. It's like a bear chase. You know, you just got to be faster than your buddy. I feel like some aspect of any apocalyptic situation, it is going to... I hope it brings the best out in people, yeah. but as this year has kind of showed me, kind of brings the worst out in people. Dude. That's or- why I had to buy sea folds instead of paper towels two weeks ago, because all the paper towels were gone at Costco. <laughs> Hoarding toilet paper and stuff. Yeah, I know. I mean, it's, it's you're right, and it's it's interesting to see... You know, I also have friends that used to be in the bar world, and I say used to because when all this happened, those jobs sort of disappeared, and now they've got a charity where they take care of the back-of-house people who lost jobs during yeah. the coronavirus. So I think some people, it inspires tremendous kindness. Um, in my experience, trauma and stress just brings out your true colors. Yeah. But I think what we're seeing, disappointingly, is a lot of spoiled people. And I think that that goes hand in hand with these people who were like, I would totally survive this. Like, would you survive it by isolating and being on your own and sitting in a, uh, a concrete or, or metal room with crates of pre-prepared food for months? Or would you survive by rebuilding the community that we have? Because all of this seems, it seems to me like, I guess the, the crux to me of the modern day prepper or like, Apocalypto, Doomsday, whatever, um, Armageddon fan <laughs> enthusiast, <laughs> Armageddon aficionado, <laughs> is that it's all about losing and uh, thriving despite the lack of social constructs that we have. Yeah. And that's what's kind of troubling to me, because it's macho dudes with big guns in uh, waving them around and saying, this is to protect me. Yeah. And that doesn't feel like... Like, we exist... It's like they think that if the world were to have a devastating collapse, it wouldn't just turn the U.S. into a third-world country. They seem to think that it would completely restart things, and they'd have the opportunity to be the king of their fiefdom. That's what yeah. it feels like to me. It doesn't really feel like anything other than a power grab. It's it's very strange. It's yeah. just like, um... I don't know. The... Just... Preppers are weird. Yeah, is I mean, what it comes down to. Yeah, like I said, I think at the end of the day, it's totally wholesome for some of them. They're just like doing their best to like try to be informed, and I think that's what pushes a lot of people to the fringes. Is you know they they want to be informed and they feel persecuted and like getting teased sucks. Getting teased as an adult is way harder than getting teased as a kid. Yeah, it's far more confrontational. You take it a lot more personally. It's just there's different things at stake. So I think for uh, a person nowadays to feel persecuted and feel like the help they're trying to give isn't being listened to and nobody wants to listen to them nobody all people want to do is ridicule them i understand why those people would be upset you know yeah but at the end of the day they're trying to warn us of something that we have no actual evidence is coming and also there's like you know billions of dollars put into salaries for people who have dedicated their lives <laughs> To warning us when these things are coming. Yeah. So, with all due consideration, like, is, am I worried about... Copyright, copyright. All right, so now that we've talked about, you know, kind of the history of 
Armageddon of the apocalypse of the spiritual awakening and we sort of talked about <laughs> predictions and people who think it's coming I guess this puts us in the hot seat right yeah so now it comes to us yeah so actual causes what could really cause uh, the apocalypse in our eyes and I think we got a few we have a few ideas the first one's really 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 obvious yeah. Aliens. <laughs> Definitely thought you were going to say, like, nuclear war or something like that. No, but we were just talking about it. And aliens, I think, aliens, you know, will get that. I just feel like we should put it on the table just to get it out here. Yeah, aliens are one. Do we think it's likely? I would say aliens are just as likely as they are not likely. Um an alien attack is something we have absolutely no reason to believe is coming or any reason to believe uh, yeah. has happened. I want to point out, I haven't had a platform, uh, but that Area 51 raid was a joke. Oh, yeah. What a joke. Come on, guys. Like, Are we going to get the aliens or not? <laughs> okay, so beyond aliens, the real actual obvious, the real way the world will die and the way that it has died five times previously is climate change. Yeah. Yeah, and we... Climate change happens. It's a, a controversial take. Um, but it happens. It, all, it it happens naturally. Now, what we're doing is obviously accelerating that quite a lot. Most Greenhouse definitely. gases, all those things. Um, but I, I don't know, man. I, I guess... It's weird, you know, we watch we watch some Doomsday Preppers clips online before this to kind of prep ourselves for the Doomsday. Doomsday this, Prepper Preppers yeah, is what podcast. we are. And there's a lot of people who are like, huge fucking earthquake, 22 tornadoes. Global earthquake was one that, like, cracked Global me up. Earthquake. Yeah, like, like the, the, the whole earth goes up and then down a little bit. Like, everybody, 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 hold up, hold up. Did you guys feel that? <laughs> no, we wouldn't even perceive it to be different. Uh. Yeah, no, it's absolutely, you know, it's like, uh, I, I, the global earthquake's an interesting idea. I wonder how that would, like, what would cause that, you know, there's, you always get the people to get into it. The thermodynamics of the earth comes up a lot. Yeah. The cooling of the core, the heating of the core. They really like the core. They really like to talk about the core. The movie, the core. The core. Hack the planet. <laughs> Where they use unobtainium or whatever to create that, that shell to go to the middle of the earth. Yeah, journey to the center of the earth. What With I... Brendan Fraser? Oh, he is in that movie. <laughs> and sh- the kid from Hunger Games and Bridge to Terabithia? Yeah. I never remember his name. I think DJ Qualls is also in that. I thought you were saying his name was DJ Qualls. I'm like, that's a completely different person. It is. It is. What an odd-looking guy. Sorry, DJ, but you're weird-looking. Even <laughs> still alive. Anyway, so... <laughs> I have no idea. So, we've gotten a little <laughs> off track. But natural disasters, I mean, like, that seems, you know, the rising of the tides. We are looking at a human extinction event, like, no questions asked. We just simply are. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We, we've gone through this before. We're going through it now. Um... I think that's probably the most likely one for humans. But as we've discussed, humans, important, want to know how the whole planet could disappear. Earth goes on without humans. Yeah. We see it with forest fires. uh, Forest burns down. After X amount of time, it starts to regrow itself. So if the world's world's gone, or if humans are gone, that doesn't mean the Earth is gone. No, it probably means very beneficial things. Yeah, it probably means the Earth thrives, because I don't know if you guys know this, we kind of suck to the Earth. <laughs> yeah, we do, yeah. I would imagine the, the Earth's Yelp review for us is scathing. Uh, but, like, actual world-ending events? Yeah. Asteroid? I feel possibly an asteroid. Comet. Uh or earthquake. I do feel like, on some sort of way, nuclear war could destroy the Earth, if not impact it enough that it kind of spirals it out to destroying itself. Oh man, what a goof. If we just didn't know, and mid-nuclear war, we knock the Earth off its axis. What a regrettable moment. You know, as if that's not regrettable yeah. enough. It's like, oh man, we might survive this. Oh, oh no, no <laughs> nothing's going to survive we this. spin directly into the sun. Oops. I, I also love the idea of everyone jumping at the same time to send Earth off its axis. But how would Earth end without humans on it? And, like, that's kind of a sad question, because I feel like maybe barring some celestial event, yeah, it can't. No. And 
I feel like that kind of comes back to the whole point of this podcast, which is the apocalypse is man-made. Yeah, well, yeah, it is. It's, by definition, a human thing. Sure, but I mean, the idea of it, like the... There are there are beliefs, and they can still have effects on things that don't believe in them. Yeah. You know? And it, it feels like the prophecy of the end of humanity feels like, if it is truly a prophecy, it's a prophecy of Mother Earth telling us we're going to eliminate ourselves. Yeah. You know? If our sin is carbon or whatever. Who knows? But it's just, it, it feels as though it's very appropriate that the so-called end of the world that humans have invented could kind of only happen to humans. Yeah. And, that, and if it does, it will be our fault. I like to think, though, that there are, like, deer in the wild. Yeah! yeah. There's that them? There's that one crazy deer that's like, it's coming, guys. The big hunter in the sky. <laughs> Do you think... The big buck hunter? <laughs> the big buck hunter at Dave and Buster's. Do you think that's why we get so many, uh, uh, like, suicidal deer in the road? They just, they know it's coming. They're, they're preppers. And yeah, they're, they're like, conscious. No one's listening to me. <laughs> I must ascend. I must ascend. They jump into traffic. Uh, um, there's that. There's also simulation. Uh, yeah, and that's because someone we, trips on our outlet and unplugs us. <laughs> let's say this straight into the camera so that everyone knows this is a simulation. We are robots. This is propaganda. It's all fake. You're being used for energy. But if it was like that, <laughs> we are talking directly to you, Marcus. You that's going to freak out one dude. <laughs> one dude just shit himself. <laughs> Gary, pick up all those forks, dude. It's getting gross. We didn't give you them all to let you have all that mold. So, yeah, what if it is the Matrix, you know? Like, what if... What if ooh, this is a simulation? Or, 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 is that possible? You know, like, humanity, if it's, if the, if we conclude that the Earth can't end unless yeah. we intervene, what is the inverse of that? What is, uh, intense human intervention look like? And I feel like that's the Matrix, right? Like, yeah. we ripped so many things out of this planet and we turned them into different shapes and then we made them <laughs> smarter than us because we're dumb as fuck, so we're toast now. <laughs> uh, Why would you do that? AI seems like a... I mean, it's a fun idea, but no. If the world no is, to the chip. If the world is a simulation, I'd like to think that this year is like the... The year equivalent of a sim getting into the pool and then deleting the ladder. <laughs> deleting the ladder. <laughs> That's what this year has felt like. It feels like, yeah, hundred <laughs> making a making a room with no doors. That's full of firecrackers. If you play Sims Two, um, <laughs> but it's uh that game really does appeal to the sociopath in you, doesn't it? It does, but also. <laughs> It's not far-fetched to kind of get the idea that this is a simulation, because they play Sims in Sims, which is weird and, like, really self-aware. It is. And to, like, be, like, the Sims that the Sims are playing, and then it pans out, it's us playing the Sims, and then it pans out again. That'd be a great ending to a movie. Um, and I believe in high school I made a sketch with that same premise, but I don't think it translated well. <laughs> or at least that's what my teacher who gave me a C said. Uh, but yeah. Marcus. <laughs> also this idea that um, like AI is going to take over yeah. or uh, we're going to be forced to implant a chip that's going to mind control chip. us. Get the chip. Uh, I, even if there is a chip, I don't want one. My yeah. wrist doesn't need to connect to the internet. <laughs> yeah, the Neuralink thing is so weird to me, because I think it's like, to me it feels uh, kind of like Icarus. Yeah. Like, it feels like they're so ambitious to know so much that something's going to get lost in the process, and I feel yeah. like the more you try to uh, quantify humans, I feel like it gets more dangerous. It's like... We're going to put this computer in your temple and it's going to vibrate your skull so you can listen to movies and music. And it's like, no, but we had tooth tunes. We already had that. <laughs> it was a toothbrush that played me 30 seconds of Anna Montana. And uh, also, I love to kind of go back to preppers. This podcast is brought to you by Tooth Tunes. <laughs> tooth Tunes. You, if you want to sponsor us. Use promo code <laughs> ACIDCAT in uh, the if year 1998. <laughs> Listen, three companies that if you would love for us to do a sponsorship, Tooth Tunes, 
Keeley's and like the American Egg Foundation or what it is, where it's just milk. Milk. <laughs> got milk. That was free. That's that one's on us. Um, but this prepper idea that oh man, they're gonna put chips in us. They're always gonna keep track of us. Uh, anyways, I'm gonna go take my state mandated ID. I love the go idea. sit in my car with my phone that keeps track of me all day. Yeah, the people who post to Facebook from their iPhone that the government is gonna start tracking them. Yeah, they already are. Dog. <laughs> and also, this... I, if they were gonna do it, you think they would wait until your sleepy ass could catch them? Yeah. <laughs> like, I had oh, this conversation. Fuck. Got us. I had this conversation with a dude the other day. He's like. They're going to put chips in us, and they're going to keep tabs on us all the time. And I'm like, why? So they can see, oh, it's 11.30. He woke up again. Let's see. Oh, oh, smoking pot again. Um, fell asleep with a half bowl of cereal and is 15 minutes late to work. Nope, normal day. <laughs> yeah, man, like, unless you want to know far too much information about me. Yeah. You don't want to chip me. Yeah. Any jokes on you? Cool, you're going to see that I go to work every day. <laughs> yeah, I don't have shame, and you're going to get weird. Uh, my my personal NSA agent, or whatever the meme yeah, is. The person who's assigned to you. Just sees that I watch far too much YouTube, and I'm also, like, Consistently, fifteen minutes early to work every day. Yeah, dude. If I had a, if I had an NSA caretaker, I think they'd just be worried about. Me. <laughs> they'd be like, you know? "Dude, are you okay?" Yeah, I think it'd be fine because at least occasionally someone would intervene and be like, "We need to talk." <laughs> <laughs> I I love like this whole meme culture idea that we all have an NSA guardian angel. Yeah, same. Um, which also means that. In that theory, half of the population works for the NSA. Yeah, we each have one individual person. Well, that's the uh, that's that um, that's the like amorphous they too. When it yeah. comes to conspiratorial thought, it's like they want you to do this. Who's oh, they? Who? Like my aunt Joanne? Who? <laughs> who are you talking about? They? I know my mailman. He works for the government. I don't know who these shady people are or where they exist. But I can tell you this much. I've made my entire life inside of a bar, and I've met a lot of different types of people in there, from celebrities to scumbags and everybody in between. You know what I've never met? A clandestine government... I met somebody who was actual, literal spy. Yeah. And I've never met anybody who's a clandestine government agent. I, I have a friend who... Uh, every so often works for the Department of Defense, and... I'm like, well, what do you do? And he's like, dude, it's boring. Yeah. <laughs> like, this shit's boring. Yeah, I have a I have a friend who works for Raytheon, so that makes him a defense contractor. Yeah, but he he's just he's a machinist. Mm -hmm. He works with carbon fiber. Like, he's not he he's <laughs> he's not going to you know uh, Mason Illuminati meetings and you know like drinking the blood of baby sacrifices adrenochrome yeah making adrenochrome over some pizza you know like it's just <laughs> that's not happening so it's a weird it's a weird idea i would say that we're closer maybe not to a simulation but we're definitely closer to like the chip idea yeah than ever just everything becoming smart yeah. like yeah we saw earlier today smart, smart sunglasses, sunglasses. <laughs> like why? Uh, unless Do your sunglasses really need to connect to your phone? Unless there's a sensor inside the lens that can see how bloodshot my eyes is, <laughs> are, and they know how hungover I am. And they become darker that way. Yeah. yeah. But, but that's the thing. Like, I've never looked at transition lenses and been like, that dude made a good choice. That uh, Oh, that's so clever. He never <laughs> has to change them. Oh, that's so smart. I will look at people with flip-up shades. Fine. Middle school that me off. who had a lot of transition lenses. Oh, uh, God. But see, that's who it's for. It's yeah. for 12-year-old children who think that's a clever idea. Who are like, I would never be bothered to carry two pairs of glasses. Also, they were really impractical because it's like, hey, guys, you know how we were just in the sun? I a flashlight in your eyes all the time. You know how we were just in the sun and now we're indoors? Well, in like 10 to 15 minutes, my glasses will be clear again. <laughs> because it was not instant whatsoever. <laughs> Uh, Did it ever get messed up in the movies? Like, if a movie got too bright, would it... So it's not light, it's UV. Oh, okay. They're powered by UV, so, like... Sorry. <laughs> it, <laughs> well, actually... Way to not know the facts about transition lenses. <laughs> uh, no, but, which also meant they didn't work in a car. 
Oh. Because the windshield would block the oh, UV it has rays. UV. <laughs> and so I'd be blind as hell <laughs> sitting in the passenger seat of my mom's Jeep Liberty. <laughs> Transition lens. So anyway, the Matrix. Uh, imagine if Morpheus wore those. And his... <laughs> Dude, Morpheus with his like. Those are like. Those are transitions worthy for sure. They are. Like no, I'm I'm good on the side pieces. Are you sure? Are you sure? Yeah, as long as like the lenses change, I'll be fine. But yeah, no, I don't know. I mean, I could see the Earth getting split in half by an asteroid or something. You know, but I don't know. Like, even the crazy volcanoes and stuff we have, you know, I guess that a volcanic activity. We've never had... Pangea happened and the Earth didn't split apart. Yeah. You know? So, yeah. like, if Continental Drift didn't do it. Continental Drift is actually the name of my uh, 1990s Neo-Tokyo metal band. Um, <laughs> Johnny Silverhand is in it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I also love the thought of, like, a... Uh, just like an elder god appearing and destroying the world. <laughs> just like straight up out of like a Sunday morning cartoon. Yeah. In a robe. Looking like, like Moses. Just this flaming skull that's like... Oh, not looking like Moses. Well, no, Moses was <laughs> a flaming like skull. Ghost Rider. <laughs> you oh, know, that's Moses, right. I did the guy get... with the chains. <laughs> yeah, rides the motorcycle. Moses. Moses. And then you have Ghost Rider, the comic book character, who's an old dude with a white beard. Yeah, he held the comic books. They're two pages. <laughs> it was uh, uh, Superman Action Comics issue no, one. No, he held ten condiments. It was like mayonnaise, <laughs> relish, mustard. Well, as we all know, it was 15, and he dropped five of them. Uh, but he was like, we don't need Harissa that bad. <laughs> what, we need stone ground and spicy mustard? Uh, I'm, we can live without Dijon. <laughs> this is my new fan fiction. <laughs> Moses uh, and his mustards. Moses and the tin condiments. Uh, but uh. no, this like, this like Thor Ragnarok, like giant flaming skulls spiking the world with a sword. That's such a like the like the that. So you're describing the god that would exist if Spencer's gifts was a church. Spencer's gift is a church, and I'm a goddamn preacher. <laughs> he got that on his shirt from Spencer. from Spencer Gift. Like I also got it with crucifix. I also got it with my pickle Rick vibrator <laughs> <laughs> and my shot glass that's shaped like a pistol. <laughs> and my 19 silly bands that are all dick shaped. <laughs> I appreciate that place for being basically like a dorm room outfitters. It, you know, it really like is. That. And it's like. <laughs> The Here's the Lamborghini posters. I know. I Here's know. the hat with a penis on it. Here's 19 cat shirts. <laughs> what do you think their board meetings are like? Well, to be honest, felt hat numbers are down a whole lot. We definitely need to go up on fake vomit and puke. It's just... <laughs> Listen, we're not guys, doing the sales we used to. We're not pushing beer bongs like we used to. And also... It seems like bucket hats are out. <laughs> Could you mention an, an undercover boss at Spencer's? There's no fake shit on any of these end caps. <laughs> so, Samantha, uh, I got to learn a lot about you over my time here. Um, I'm actually sending you to Denver, Colorado, so you can follow your dream in becoming an edibles baker. <laughs> and it's this stoned out, like, 19-year-old girl who's like, Dude, this is sweet, but where did Daryl go? <laughs> he was here, and now, like, the CEO is here. <laughs> so, Kimmy, I heard your story, and uh, I want to help you realize your dream of moving to Vegas and being a cocktail waitress. <laughs> so, not only am I going to give you $300 and a 1996 Nissan Sentra, but I'm going to send you off to Vegas with two hours, all the time you can take Everything you want from this store. <laughs> uh, Garrett, Posters. Garrett, you told me about your hardships of uh, not having a reliable way to get to work every day. Um, so here's a pair of sequenced roller skates and the wheels light up. <laughs> imagine being like, imagine because there's always that one story of the person who's like going through college while their dad's dying in their arms and they got to drag them around to work in their boot. <laughs> the dude at Spencer's that's just like... Yeah, man, like, my stash got totally taken, and I don't know, I guess, I don't even know what I'm going to do this weekend. So. Uh, well, um, Josh M, because uh, there's 19 Joshes that work at the Spencer's, uh, I bought you 2.2 pounds, that's right, a kilo 
of the most mid-range pot I could find in this shopping mall. Yes! yes. Oh, from Terry? Yes! He worked at the Chinese restaurant? In the oh, she did from Terry! <laughs> um, oh, Terry's back at the Chinese place? <laughs> He's hopping around, too. He's at, like, the Euro stand. We call him Terry, but it's short for teriyaki. Boss man, let old dealer. Who got me? Fucking Terry that works at the food court Chinese restaurant. Yeah, teriyaki, the weed dealer. All right, well, with that, I suppose we really ended on a high note there. Well, thank everybody for joining us. If you liked it, uh, we're going to do this every week. Next week, we're going to talk about ghosts. Spooky ghosts. Are they transdimensional beings? Or is it just your grandma waiting to creep on you at night? <laughs> or is it both? <laughs> oh, man, with my grandma. Never mind. Anyway, we gonna gonna... <laughs> anyway, we'll talk about it next week. <laughs> <laughs> We've got a whole thing to talk about now. Uh, look alive. If you didn't vote, vote. And uh, have a good night. Thanks, guys. See you.